Good morning. I'm James Hellman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, October 9th. Here are election 2020 updates from today's show. Calling into Sean Hannity's Fox News show on Thursday night and coughing frequently, President Trump said he is going to try to do a rally on Saturday night in Florida if his staff can pull off the logistics. He said he wants to have another rally in Pennsylvania on Sunday night, adding, quote, I feel so good. But even as Trump asserted that he's, quote, clean and doesn't believe he's contagious any longer, his doctors have offered only limited information about his condition. It remains unclear when the president last tested negative for the virus, a question White House officials dodged for a fifth consecutive day on Thursday. White House doctors have also declined to release basic information about the viral load detected within the president. White House physician Sean Conley, who has released only brief memos describing Trump's status since Monday, said earlier in the week that he would like to monitor the president through this coming weekend to ensure his health does not relapse. On Thursday, Conley says he believes Trump's on track to safely return to public engagements on Saturday. It appeared that he released that memo under pressure from the president. While Trump has been working from the Oval Office, many West Wing staffers are working remotely and steering clear of the president and other colleagues who are infected. White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and Trump's social media director and former caddy Dan Scavino are among the few officials who are spending FaceTime with Trump right now. Vice President Pence's aides believe that he fared well in his sole debate this year in Salt Lake City on Wednesday night, and some of them were incredibly frustrated yesterday that Trump spent the day creating a fresh set of controversial headlines that quickly eclipsed his running mate's time in the spotlight. The president announced that he will not participate in the October 15th debate in Miami after organizers announced it would be held virtually to protect the safety of everyone involved. Trump's initial response to call into the Fox Business Network and announce he would not go came before he talked the issue over with any of his advisors. Tolu Olorunipa, Ashley Parker, and Josh Dossie report that some of Trump's top aides are struggling to get Trump to understand that a debate, which is likely to draw more than 60 million viewers, is far more impactful than a rally that is exclusively on Fox News where the audience would be less than 4 million. Advisors have been conveying to Trump the importance of using his time in isolation to project a sense of compassion and to present himself as a sympathetic character. Instead, they're upset that Trump continues to act like a brawler and create damaging headlines. The latest damaging headline the president created was during that phone interview with Fox Business earlier on Thursday. He said he may have contracted the coronavirus from Gold Star families who visited the White House for a ceremony because he said they couldn't keep themselves from hugging and kissing him. Meanwhile, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, the Republican from Kentucky, said he has not gone to the White House intentionally in several weeks because of its lax public safety measures amid the pandemic. McConnell said in an event in his home state where he's running for re-election that he has avoided the White House since August 6th because his impression was that it was not safe. The Senate went into recess this week after three of his senators tested positive for the coronavirus, including two who had been at crowded, unmasked events at the White House. And people who Trump may have exposed to the virus scattered across America, where they may have then given it to others. 
With no systematic effort to trace or advise the hundreds of guests at the Rose Garden ceremony to announce Amy Coney Barrett as his Supreme Court nominee and other events like the Gold Star Family event in the surrounding days, many made their way home and resumed busy schedules. Isaac Stanley Becker, Roz Helderman, Josh, and Amy Gardner tabulated that guests of the president and his campaign returned to at least 20 different states, in almost every case by plane. They visited college campuses. They sat across the dinner table from elderly parents. They attended church services, and they addressed crowds at indoor events, including a convention on the topic of election security. Upon learning that Trump may have exposed them to the contagion, some chose to go into quarantine or get tested. Others waited instead to see if they developed any symptoms, despite months of warnings from scientists that it is possible to be contagious without feeling ill. And in many cases, the attendees said they're not worried at all because of the strong health precautions taken by the White House, despite the outbreak. Obviously, that was falsely placed confidence. And now... Trump is pushing the FDA to quickly clear antibody treatments, erroneously calling them a cure. Trump and Meadows, his chief of staff, have called FDA Commissioner Steve Hahn to urge him to accelerate the agency's review of a promising but unproven COVID therapy that the president received over the weekend at Walter Reed and credits with his rapid recovery. The drug is a cocktail of laboratory-made antibodies from Regeneron Pharmaceuticals. Regeneron's CEO is one of Trump's golfing buddies. Trump is also pushing for the authorization of a similar drug made by Eli Lilly, which is led by major Republican donors. Both drug companies applied for emergency clearance on Wednesday. Critics say that by inserting himself again into the approval process for medical treatments, as he did with hydroxychloroquine and convalescent blood plasma, Trump risks further undermining trust in regulators and confusing Americans, since his own hopeful story may not reflect how the drug works in others. There are also side effects. We don't know to what degree Trump is experiencing them. Experts say Trump's overstating the evidence, in this case boasting that the drugs are a panacea, despite the fact that the evidence so far is suggestive that they're helpful in reducing symptoms over several days, not 24 hours, and reducing the levels of virus in people's body and decreasing the need for follow-up medical visits, but they don't work for everyone every time. His actions also risk disappointing Americans who may be unable to access the drugs. Both the Regeneron and Eli Lilly drugs are being tested still in clinical trials, and no one knows if the former helped Trump recover, whether it did so in addition to all the other treatments he received, or whether he would have recovered on his own as part of the natural course of the disease. After the NIH's former top vaccine expert, Rick Bright, resigned earlier this week, He has written an op-ed in our paper explaining why. He said that Trump has so heavily politicized the pandemic response that there was nothing left for him to do. And he warns in the op-ed, quote, The country is flying blind into what could be the darkest winter in modern history. Undoubtedly, millions more Americans will be infected with the coronavirus and influenza. Many thousands will die. Now, more than ever before, the public needs to be able to rely on honest, non-politicized, and unmanipulated public health guidance from career scientists. And Bright says they're not going to get that from the Trump administration. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. If you want to hear full episodes, find The Daily 202 every weekday morning wherever you get your podcasts. 